the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Welcome, everybody, to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, I'm Ken. As usual, we have the Canadian Motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, uh, Galdi and Noof. Uh, so, Noof, uh, you had a pretty busy week in the week leading up to the race, and then you also had the race on the weekend. So, uh, maybe fill me and Galdi and all the listeners in on how the uh, the week leading up at the WCAN went uh, before the race. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good for sure. I'm I'm pretty zombie today, as Galdi said in that text that I would be a zombie. So uh, anybody that uh, well, Galdi knows this. When you spend uh, Tuesday to Sunday at the motocross track, you're fucking exhausted yeah. by the Dude, end. Of it. Not Friday to Sunday is fucking yep. exhausted. So yeah, <laughs> three more fucking full days for sure. It's it's a not pleasure. even yeah. not even physically, but mentally uh, draining. It was hot as balls. Um, in Kamloops, like Tuesday, Wednesday, 36 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, pure sun. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was tough, but overall, man, I think it went, it went well. We had uh, around 600 entries. We were a little bit lower than last year, which was a bummer, but makes sense when you really kind of hammer down the nuts and bolts of it. Um, with just the economy and inflation and everything like that. I mean, it trickles down to the motocross community as well. Um, but yeah, overall good racing, couple injuries, um, which is to be expected. Um, when, or sorry, Thursday was dry, like really dry. It was a hot, hot day. And then we got blessed with some good weather. It rained a little bit, um, Friday and Saturday was overcast and we had an awesome track. Um, Yamaha factory ride award came down literally to the last moto. Who was the other kid? So it was White Hassel who yeah. ended up winning and uh, Asher Brown. From oh, Atlanta. Brown. Okay, cool. Yeah. I saw that name all week, but I, I didn't clue into that. He was on a Yamaha, actually. Yeah, and Hassel had the upper hand on him, but they kind of swapped motos and they rode all all three of the same classes, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it came down. I think it was a five-point spread at the end of it, which is pretty close after six <laughs> after six motos, yeah, right? No kidding. Do you remember um, the year that, you actually, I think, got the most points, right? But they didn't give it to you. Was that 2012? That was 12. At, at Walton, they yeah. tied. Remember? Oh. Steve, Stevie. Steve. Um, oh, my God. I can't even give his head. The guy that helps with the flights. Oh, yeah. Steve uh, Anderson. Steve Anderson. The kid, Steve Anderson, and Tanner Ward tied that year. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they stole it from you, but. They, they tied. They tied that year. <laughs> yeah, I was stressing because I was like, fuck, man, we can't mess this up. We can't mess this up, right? And, like, I mean, obviously the points are the points. But, um, yeah, overall, good week. I mean, super mini classes were good. Um, yeah, I mean, the racing, the racing was good from top to bottom. Everything kind of went on time. No real hiccups. Uh, big protests – or not protests, but big issue – um, and my referee handled it awesome. I think about 12 guys got docked in open junior first moto for jumping on a red cross. Nice. Um, jumping on a yellow, jumping on a red cross for Ayrton Pomeroy crash. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't get it. I heard he crashed. How is he? Did we get an update yeah, on that? Yeah, he's, he's all good. He ended okay. up taking a helicopter out of there because they were pretty concerned about some internal stuff. But it Ooh, ended up okay. being a broken collarbone, uh, broken scapula. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty gross crash. 
for the most part. Um, but yeah, we threw like a big meeting. We called every open junior up to the future West trailer for this meeting. And, and my referee just freaking handed it to them and, and it ended up being good for the rest of the week. So beautiful. Good job. Um, yeah. So that, that worked out good. And, and yeah, I mean, we started early every morning and, and finished at decent times. The, the after hours event, we had the Suron race on Thursday night, which was a blast. Um, got a bunch of the women out there doing that and, and, and whatnot. And then we ended up uh, shift hole shot challenge on Friday night, which was awesome. We JC and the gang from, from there killed it. And uh, yeah, the awards went off pretty good. Um, I was pissed and I still, yeah. yeah. How many didn't show almost all of them vet master. None of those guys showed up and some of them were still on property uh, um, a couple of the ladies didn't show up. And of course the pro-ams, which I get it. And I've said this before, but what I'm pissed about is we spent a lot of money on awards and they just kind of go to the trash. Like they don't, they didn't come collect them. Right. Why don't um, you go just fucking dump them in their trailer? Well, like well, walk over there pissed off after about five beers yeah, and yeah. fucking say, here's your trophy. And then just smash throw it. it in. Yeah. No, just fucking smash it on the back of their well, truck. Or something. <laughs> and, there was, and there was payout for like, we did payout for like pro-am. And vet no, Master. keep that now. You get to keep that. Yeah. So I was a little bit frustrated on that. I mean, like I said, I understand some of it, but like, so I, I did have about five or six beers into me by that point of the night. So I was actually calling people on the phone, like calling these riders or team managers um, and saying, did you, did like, you, by any chance, did you say it in your riders meeting when you were doing it there? I watched a little bit of it on Billy, Billy's thing, um, but I didn't watch, I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't think I did say okay. it in there. Cause there not that lot, you needed to. I was just curious lot, if you did, there was a lot to go over, but I, I felt like I made it vocal enough at like team managers meetings and stuff that these teams would know. But like, other guys showed up, you know, like um, Daniel Elmore came and got his stuff, and um, Dylan Sl- or Hunter Slosher and and these guys, like they came, and I mean they got paid out and stuff like that. So, anyways, it is what it is, Galdi. It's it's been an issue for a while, and you know that as well as I do. Yeah. Um, I I just I get I get frustrated, get frustrated with it because it's like one you got you know, three or 400 people standing there and, and my announcers calling the names up to the podium and these guys aren't showing up. And like the kids are kind of like, look at, you can look at the crowd and tell people are like talking, like, where are these guys? Like, what's yeah, going oh, yeah. On? like, why aren't they coming? It's not, it's not prestigious to them. Like it is to the rest of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally the vet master, we call it the top 10. It was me in sixth place or seventh place. And it was Brock Hoyer standing on the top of the podium and then one other, uh, one other guy. So we just said, fuck it. And all three of us stood on the podium. I can't remember who the other guy was, but even though we didn't get on the podium, but a little bit of a bummer on that, on that side of things. But uh, anyways, all in all um, good week, but. So I've been, I've been uh, maybe forced to dig into the first couple of days the dust and everything. A lot of team managers upset, sharing their thoughts with me via text messages. They wanted me to give you a hard time, but did it just come down to how hot it was? And, it did, and, maybe, yeah. and maybe it you obviously didn't water enough going in, or is it just because of the heat? Like, well, they did. I mean, so one issue was is that so the track crew 
they literally took the whole week week off work of their real jobs. And oh, wow. when, I in, when I pulled in there on Tuesday, I mean, they were grinding. They went in with an excavator. They brought in all, brought up all the old dirt out of the corners, which it, it hasn't rained in Kamloops in like well over a month, right? Right. Really? So they have two two forms of water system. One is sprinklers and yeah. two is water trucks. They had two water trucks there and sprinklers. So it was so hot on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then to start out the day on Thursday. I mean, you're talking waking up in the morning, it's 25 degrees when you walk yeah. out of the trailer at 6.30 in the morning. We had to run. Uh, so Thursday was our busiest day. We got to run practice eight, and then... eight 20-minute practice sessions and then literally right into motos. So they just couldn't keep up. Like we, There wasn't enough water on the property to fix that issue. Like We would have had to shut down because when it turns to powder – the water doesn't do anything to it. You need to go water and then go out there and regroom and stuff. And well, the only thing that that can fix that, and everybody would be like, "Well, is that it, you have your your irrigation system? You also have like have to have a hose backup where a guy literally is just standing there yeah. and hosing it after five bikes go by, yeah. right? If that's like there is no way to fix it when you got to take the brakes and the and the, with yeah. the irrigation. That's just the way yeah. it's got to be. Yeah, yeah and um, I'm not, and I wasn't sticking up for myself or sticking up for Future West or sticking up for cameras. I mean, I knew it was, it was pathetic. Like it wasn't it wasn't great. And I mean, we got fucking torn up hard on uh, on some social media stuff. People saying this is an embarrassment. And yeah, it was. I I, I don't have a, a a rhyme or a reason. I I couldn't fix it. Um, we water, we turned sprinklers on, we had water trucks going. Um, the other thing is too, is that, you know, as a promoter, like when we water the start, like the start was the worst part of it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And that's the most dangerous part. Obviously we were busy as hell. And, and the first day is always stressful. You know, you know that to try to get the day rolling and stuff. And, and we had to take, you know, we did take breaks. We took water breaks um, that I didn't plan for. But there is no question that they didn't get enough water in the night before. I mean, it was muddy in practice, but not as muddy, muddy as it could be. But it was fixed for the rest. I think that the first day, the track was dusty and dry and shitty. But then the last two days were epic national, you know, materials. So Well, we'll get into the track about the pro set. It sounded like it was, I mean, on TV, it looked fucking pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, like, it was. Yeah, it, it looked great and gnarly and national prep like world type national prep as far as toughness and gritty and, and all that and shit I, but i think and i think also too is that where i was struggling with is like Kamloops the way it's ran out there it's a little bit of different situation so sage who's the the least holder of the land i mean he's paralyzed he's in a wheelchair and he can't do a whole lot so he's relying on two guys we should have had more but guys are hard to find who can take a week off work to come out there and and groom and prep and and everything but you know, um, I'm having to go to them to tell them to water. It's like, I wish that they could just, you know, they need to make more of the decision, right? Like I'm busy running around doing stuff and, and whatnot. But anyways, like I said, we got through it. it. It didn't cause any major, major issues besides people saying this is fucked and this is an embarrassment and this and that. I was pretty upset on social media. <laughs> I had a bunch of things wrote out, but anyways, at the end of the day, you just, you know, take it, take it on your back and it is what it is. But I think we backed up with uh, the last two days. Of yeah. Amateur yeah. Before we get into our reads, the biggest surprise of the week and the biggest letdown on the amateur side for you are the racers. Um, I don't know. I, that's, that would be, 
that would be hard. I, I you put me on the spot. All biggest right, we'll su- biggest you surprise. <laughs> biggest surprise for me. You're supposed to be a professional here, Newf, and just be able to lock this down. That's why we do these podcasts. That's why we, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Big, zombie. Biggest, biggest disappointment is the guys not riding Moto Three, the Pro Am under thirty and Vet Master. Um, that's the biggest disappointment for sure. Um, biggest surprise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have one. All right. Thank you better for the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the people that help us here. Good start to the show. Congrats, New from the WK and Future West. Good job getting it out there and, and having a great week under some crazy, crazy hot times. And yeah. All good stuff, but uh, big shout out to KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada. KTM, the competition and aggressive. And a Husqvarna, the sophistication, serious, and personal brand. And, of course, the Gas Gas community shared fun and riding. And we can talk, we're going to talk about it. First Gas Gas Moto win in the history of the brand here in Canada just took place in our 450 division. So very cool for Tyler Medallia and the uh, Parts Canada Full Racing Gas Gas squad. And uh, big shout out to those guys for helping us and jumping on the show. Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory level suspension to add the ever to the everyday rider. Do you know that you can? Get the same great product settings and service that Racetech offers locally to you with the tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks. Our local racetrack guy is Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension. He was at the WKN all week, probably just tuning up that KTM 350 for news, even though he only did one lap in moto number one, which I'm going to talk to him about that for. Um, but yeah, also, all Racetech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Big thanks to Racetech jumping on board. Bristol Coachworks, Bannon and the crew. Actually, Bannon was out. Uh, this weekend, uh, team managing, filling in for Derek Schuster, who was uh, at my event in Ontario. So Bristol Coachworks doesn't just uh, custom moto van builds right here in Canada. They also can step in and run your side business if you want as well. <laughs> Whether they are full on co- um, uh, full on builds or just accessories, making basic moto vans for the weekend warrior. Uh, they built the old Huber Monster Energy Kawasaki Sprinter. Uh, like we've said before, it was a great lit up van that we used to use for the background of our parties. Uh, the, the current McNabb Sprinter that they built and the, uh, the Honda Canada GDR Fox Race Lounge. Um, they do a little bit of everything. RV repairs, refurbishment, full upholstery division uh, for boats or in vehicle interiors and a 55-foot long paint booth. Follow them on Instagram at, and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. Uh, having them on board is beautiful. We appreciate it. And last but not least of the big, big dogs on our show here, CallisMoto.com, Canadian brand focused on the ride, fueled by passion, 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. Uh, and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. Um, so I did the TV show again this weekend. So I'm on that side of everything that we're going to talk about. But Newf, quit coughing. Sorry, man. I get the, Mute I get your the button. W-can Mute your button, you damn W can cough. Um, it looked – there he goes again. Coughs again. Unbelievable. Uh, just kidding, boys. Um, it looked unbelievable on television. And the racing was – this might have been one of the better produced shows that I've been a part of under the Triple Crown. I always give the boys shit that we kind of talk about the same guys, but man, they got battles, they got passes, they got crashes, they got slow mos. Yeah. Um, we had it all this weekend. So, I mean, on the property, new, if you must have seen a bunch of it, but um, Ken, uh, I don't know where you want to start here. It was uh, did you actually did you get to watch it, Ken, or did you watch the whole thing? I did. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, where do we start? It was a good one. Uh, I think we probably start with the four fifties because well, uh, Edmonton was kind of not really a snoozer, but there just wasn't a whole lot going on in the 450s. So we went to the 250s first because of all the extreme drama that we saw there in the 250 class. So uh, I thought the 450 class, there was a ton of good racing. 
Um, a lot of that had to do with Dylan uh, going down a few times and then guys moving around and, and uh, kind of a battle between Moff and uh, T-Degs emerged, which was really interesting. So, yeah, let's just start with the 450 class. Um, I guess we should probably talk about the guy who won the race. So, uh, Newf, why don't you talk about Dylan Wright's race or, or two motos? I just want to know what happened in Moto 1. Why did the old Why did the old Dylan show up? What happened yeah, in Moto One? Exactly. Yeah, it was a wild one. That's for sure. I mean, Dylan started, you know, in the top three, made the quick passes, got out front, did what he normally does, and then started making mistakes. I mean, the track was one of those ones that you couldn't override, and he was a little bit old, Dylan. Man, I mean, he washed the front twice on his own. And then went down with Moff, which was interesting. It was a bonsai move, and Dylan will admit it himself that he fucked up on that. He blacked um, out. Yeah, he did. And Moff <laughs> Moff gave it to him at the podium. Like I was standing there, I was like, "Holy shit!" And, and I think like, as he should, right? I think he. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think Dylan. Dylan. Dylan didn't say a word. He yeah. He literally. Moff was probably about eight inches away from his face and they were toe to toe. Um, and Moff was giving it to him and Dylan never cracked a, a smile, a, a, a mad, a, I thought it was going to be like, get the fuck out of my face type of a situation. Um, I think Dylan was processing everything that just happened and literally didn't show any, any emotion to it. So that part got a little bit heated. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, it was desperation, I think, at that point of the moto. I mean, Dylan was struggling with bike setup. He was fighting the bike. He was riding the rear brake a lot, which you couldn't do. You had to flow around these long ruts. I mean, I don't know if you could tell from TV, but, man, some of these ruts were, like, oh, yeah. long, long and choppy and stuff. So it was, uh, it was an interesting moto and came back. And obviously, Dylan, we made some changes to the bike. And he rode a much better moto two but not what we kind of thought i mean they yo-yoed back and forth and i mean hats off to t-dags and moth like they rode really really good and that's the closest i've seen anybody stay with dylan on a hot gnarly shitty track you know uh where dylan usually can you know and maybe at the beginning he's only putting a little bit of time but by halfway through you know it starts going you know plus five plus eight plus ten you know that's what we've seen in the past but he said after the moto that he just couldn't push he's he's uh he he said i need to i need to work harder i need to keep riding i need to keep testing and and one thing that i said to him i said you got to remember you haven't raced in a while i know that he raced obviously last weekend but he hasn't raced in a long time so maybe his race craft's a little bit off in a sense um with coming you know off double acl surgery but yeah at the end of the day it all worked out obviously once he got into the lead we were hoping for the moth pass on t-dags because that was for the overall <laughs> yeah um but holy shit moth put on and i was just looking at lap times i mean moth put just, in the fastest lap of the moto and moto two um and it came from very at the very end of the moto and man the last lap it was it was tight when they crossed the line like yeah. it was down to i think it was under a second or something like that uh, so, 1.2 1.2 1.2 yeah so, so and then yeah obviously something happened at t-dags in the last two laps because it was 30 seconds at the he must have just thrown in the towel i guess he he burned a lot of energy in that first moto and i think yeah that i can't i can't remember what he said on the podium but i think he just said that he had to throw in the towel a little bit he was 
he was smoked because Moff ran him hard for that whole moto, the first moto, right? Yeah. Like, guys battled literally the whole moto. Um, so I think he just kind of, you know, physically he was probably okay, but mentally he was probably just drained. Obviously, it took a lot out of him to win that win that first moto. But I mean, at the end of the day, Dylan kept the overall streak alive. But um, you know, he's uh, he's got. I, I, I think maybe he's gotten beat more so far this year than we thought he was going to all year. Like obviously the, the perfect moto streak has, has ended and he he's lost the moto both weekends. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to, again, being on watching on TV, he almost looked like every time that I was able to see him on, he just, he seemed frustrated. He just yeah. couldn't find him, his regular self. He wasn't flowing. He was kind of stabbing turns. He was popping ruts. Um, it just didn't, he couldn't find that flow, but it just show, it goes to show the, sort of toughness and grit he has to kind of stick with it and ride it out because he could have thrown it away again in moto number two easily. Um, Cause like you said, if he didn't do that explosion that he has from these guys, but again, like you said, hats off to Moff and T-Dags. Like they kept him honest both times today. And it, uh, it was uh, both times or uh, both, uh, both riders in the second moto. Sorry. Um, it was impressive to see those guys doing it. Um, and like you said, when I, it's, it's wild to think that, what you just said about, you know, maybe a little bit missing his racecraft to get to the level that they're at. It's almost like when you become a, a super healthy eater or, or you're right into running or training or whatever it is, you get yourself into such peak physical shape that if you deter or miss something, just that little bit, it can really throw you off. Right. Like when you get to a certain level, right. Like it's uh like if a guy just eats nothing but healthy all the time and then has like, a half a beer or a beer he's just an absolute shit face yeah he's never around it like that is maybe what dylan is going and it's it's obviously something brand new to him he's never been that long off a bike right in in however many years it's been so um interesting to see for sure and yeah just looked like he was battling there but i mean besides the incident um with the moth thing because that obviously got heated i was so impressed with sean all day long um he was taking different lines he was never following he was trying different things it just seemed like he was he was excited every time, yeah. every lap, every time he crossed the next lap, he was excited to try something new again because he kept getting a positive reaction from it. Like he, he was able to really test himself. And I, I kind of thought that he may be a little run down on steam because he did do some motos during the week, not all of them. Um, <coughs> excuse me, no, sorry. And um, But I, I, I don't know. It was both him and T-Dex. And dude, T-Dex, 36 years old. Moffemeyer, what, 32 um, I would do, I were doing the math. Me and Liam are doing it on the show and I'm doing the math. So other than a couple of American riders, namely Doug Dubach, who was 37 in 2000 when he won the championship yeah. and John Dowd in 2003, when he yeah. won the moto, he was in 2003, Deschambeau, he was 37. Tyler Medallia is the oldest Canadian to ever win a moto in the 450 class yeah, over, crazy. over Ross Peterson. Ross Peterson was 33 in 1993, the last year that he was winning outdoor nationals and stuff. So we were doing this research and stuff and everything. And <laughs> I don't, it was just, uh, obviously, I think even you knew if I think you were probably pretty excited to see that. Hey, Tyler Medallia is a hero. He's captain Canada of the nations. Um, it was neat to see in that first moto and uh, he deserved it. Dylan made the mistakes, which opened the door and he took advantage. And, and um, you know, he's on that brand new bike. Both him and Moth are on brand new uh, chassis and bikes this year, right? The, Tyler's on the new gas gas model. I don't know how much different it is. Newf, you might know more than about that to me, but it's kind of along the same lines as not last year's KTM, right? The yeah. new KTM model. So okay. a little bit of adaption there. He said in the interview with Adrian uh, Marchot, um on our, our rider wrap-up uh, that he was trying a new shock. 
Uh, he's got one of those um, shocks that um, – oh, shit. What do they call it? Chase Sexton has been running. Oh, yeah, the uh, BFR or whatever. It's yeah. Something like that. Something yeah, like that, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, some new shock I think it is like that. So a couple of new changes there. But anyway, just a, a real good – real feel-good weekend, I think, with those top three. Uh, we're obviously getting into Pettis here in a minute. But, the, man, just a real good feel-good story. Even Dylan taking the overall, it felt cool to see him have the struggles and still fight back. Like, you know, sometimes you, you have that guy that's on top all the time and you kind of want to, you know, cheer against him just because he's doing the winning. But it just, again, I think it was a real good, a feel-good weekend. I'm watching it and I'm just, like, excited and feeling good about seeing those three guys doing battle like that. It was cool to watch, man, from a fan standpoint. My, my heart was pounding for all three of them. And well, both and, the crowd, and the crowd was into it, too. I mean, you could hear the cheers for Moff, especially. I mean, he has some pretty deep Kamloops ties, obviously, yeah. right? I mean, he lived there for a long time. And, and T-Dags is a bit of a hero here because of his big kahuna success. And both of those guys love the track here. Obviously, Sean rides here a lot, and, and, and Sean rode during the week. Um, and, you know, T-Dags has always done good at Kamloops. But everybody wants to see the underdog win, right? Dylan's got the target on his back, right? He's the, he's the champion. You know, he's the number one plate. Um, the moto streak, the overall streak, all this stuff. Everybody loves to see the underdog come in, right? And that's what it's at right now. Um, so, I mean, it was it was cool to see Tyler win one. If you had to ask me, if you had asked me coming in this year, I would have thought there's no way. But Tyler just he keeps plugging away and yeah. plugging away. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, he uh, he's solid, rock solid. Yeah, impressive for sure. And I mean. <clears throat> Uh, this one might be a little bit of a harder one to be on right now, but because if you're going to maybe have more information because you're only on, but Pettis was not just Pettis. He looked struggle bus all day long. He made a big save in moto number one, which allowed Moth to get by, and then he got him back, and then Moth got him back again. I can't remember if it was Moth or TJ. I think it was Moth. Um, if this was on TV, and then he just settled in. It looked like he's like, you know what? I'm a fourth-place guy today because he had nothing for those guys after lap three of both motos, it seems. He was very similar to Kamloops last year, uh, honestly, and I, I know that he wasn't healthy last year. And this year, as far as I know, talking with him this week and stuff like that, he's healthy. He was happy with last weekend to, to survive and get through it and and uh, and beat Dylan in a moto and, and be competitive. But I just think that it's been a long time since he's probably rode something that gnarly. Yeah. Hot, you know, just uncomfortable um he was you know got beat by a minute um, over a minute in the second moto 101 he got beat by in the second moto which has to be you know a little bit defeating in a sense when he you know he was his fastest lap time was four almost five seconds off of uh moss fastest lap time right so yeah and dylan dylan is as well so yeah i mean who knows i mean coming into calgary this weekend a little bit more of a techie, jumpy. I mean, but Calgary gets gnarly too, depending yeah. on the prep and the and the conditions. But it can be similar in a sense as far as the long, long ruts go. Um, obviously, it'll be more hard packed. But yeah, definitely a bit of a quiet weekend. I mean, he was in no man's land um, after the first few laps. Um, literally, just out there circulating around. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was not probably what he wanted nor what the team wanted for sure. So the only sort of like maybe bonus or positive out of it going for, four, yes, almost off the pace, but with Dylan three, one Tyler, one, three Moff two, two's like, he didn't lose a lot. No. 
as far as championship and points wise go, right? Only have only about uh, four points ish kind of thing, four or six points. So not a big, huge gap on what could be, you know, if you look at just the time, like you said, a minute gap right there. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, not too bad. But it, again, um, boys, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say it's going to be those for all year long. So any one of them has a bad moto, it's going to be a fourth. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there's not going to be, we're talking a seven point swing from first to fourth. So it, it could be, I mean, if he got, if Dylan goes one, one or Tyler one, one, whatever it is. And one, another one goes four, four, that is a 14 point swing, yep. but it's, that's not a lot in the grand scheme of it, where it could have been a four or seven or a four or nine or something like that. Right. With the, with the way things go. So, um, Looking at it there, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully Calgary can go a little bit better. But on TV, like every time we were watching, man, it looked like he was really struggling with the bike. I just it looked like he was almost like brand new to a 450. If the just yeah. just the reactions and the rush just, just didn't never seem to get his balance. It always looked like it was kicking him and and front wheel wash and just no confidence in it. And then you know maybe you got to give him a pat on the back and respect that for not pushing it and saying you know what, hey, I got to just go four four and and bring it home and get the points. Yeah, for sure. So, yep. um, fifth, fifth through tenth. I mean, uh, uh, Daniel did solidify himself, and that's the track. Elmore loved that yeah. all weekend. I bet. Yeah. It sucks to say that he went five five and he was another minute behind ish, but um, hell of a weekend for Danny Elmore. He controlled the five, the fifth spot, which is up for grabs between behind those top four, and he did great. Uh, the TLD Gas Gas SSR ride, and he got fifth place starts both motos too. He was right in there. So he put himself in good positions, and uh, I mean, if you were on property, it was an impressive. Obviously, it's it's hard to say it was impressive, but it was impressive because he stole it from all those other guys. Daniel rode the loneliest first moto I think I've ever seen in the history of motocross. <laughs> there was he was in no man's land for <laughs> literally the whole moto, and I mean, fifth is awesome. I I chatted with Steve Sims a little bit, and obviously, Steve shared with me that his goal, that Daniel's goal, was. He doesn't think that he can beat those guys in front of him, but he wanted to be closer to those guys in front of him to try to yeah. get to that next pack. But yeah, holy shit, man. Like he was rode really good, like really, really good. Um, but just alone, it, that would have been a hard moto to ride for him because he was a minute behind, uh, almost two minutes behind actually in the first moto. Um, and yeah, just, he started fifth. And finish fifth. Both motos. Five motos. Right across the board. Like the lap chart is a dead even and it's like his heart stopped. It's just straight across the board. I must say the the second moto was kind of cool because obviously we know the the Tyler Gibbs leaving gas gas uh, situation. Tyler Gibbs did run with him the whole moto and did keep pressure on him. Obviously, uh, Daniel got the upper hand and was a little bit better than than Tyler. But um, shout out to Gibbs in that second moto. I mean, he dug deep when... Typically, I think we it would be safe to say Galdi. He's not a guy that we picture digging deep when it's no. when the going gets tough. So, um, where Daniel's like the complete opposite. Daniel's a grinder and 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 whatnot. But yeah, Gibbs wrote good, but it was kind of a funny little you know storyline uh, behind the scenes of of the history and stuff like that. You could tell Gibbs wanted him to to prove a point, right? A hundred percent. The next guy, the hardest working man, literally, he's got a full time job. Parker Eels, six seven. Um, it, I, we, were, we were making fun in the TV booth. I'm like Liam, he's you know he's taking over your your position now as the guy that works all week and then goes out and races. And impressive ride by the, yeah. the you know the yeah. whole shot racing on the KTM there, man. And um, and he was like 
every time he did get a little love on TV and we saw him, like he was charging, like he was fighting, he was pushing. He wasn't just kind of floating around and going six, seven on the day. Um, I, I hope he is. Like, I know if you said something about priority, maybe bringing his bike. So I'm guessing Wyatt Kerr is going to bring his bike from at West. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't asked him, but that's what okay. I thought he had told me uh, that, that I guess he'll throw one in with Kerr. I would think would make the most sense. Um, or... Is there enough room in that sprinter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, Parker rode good, man. I mean, he uh, obviously that track favors him as well. I mean, local knowledge and stuff on it, but he rode good and, um he's not the best starter he's a little bit slow slower to get going but yeah I mean a good day a good day overall for him I mean he didn't have a good day in Edmonton that does not suit his style but no um back to work today he would go eight six for Gibbs like you just said grinded out solid second moto Andy Trutz seven ten did not see him all day on television yeah. like not even yeah. a drip of him I kept my tabs on him he was around uh, 11, 10, 9 in the start. So he moved up in moto number one and then kind of finished where he started in moto two. But a great, great ride. Have you got a chance to meet him yet, Noof? Uh, I've talked to him a little bit. I can't wait for you to see this guy ride a motorcycle. He is fucking huge on the bike, man. <laughs> <laughs> His Sweet. upper body, man, is like he's all torso, like all upper body. Um, Sounds like you're just drooling when you're looking at him. He's so Euro Euro style. Like, remember Cornell? Cornell, Yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of style. And he just fucking looks like he's going to rip the handlebars right out of the the freaking triple clamps when he rides. But, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's a nice little added piece to the the series. Um, Getting in the mix, right? An unknown guy. And... And good for those man luck guys to have a guy in the top ten on the on the four fifty. But uh, and I think he's only going to get better because he doesn't. I don't know the full backstory, but obviously he's uh, the girl there, Avery Bar- Barry's uh, boyfriend. No, they're married. She said it actually oh. on the TV show. Yeah, she said, "Oh, oh my, my, I did the GPS with my husband." So oh, okay, cool. she said it in her t- in her TV interview. So they're they're yeah. uh, they're hitched. Okay, well there you go. But uh, I don't think he's like a full time racer guy anymore. You know what I mean? Like I know he does have some GP experience and stuff like that but uh yeah yeah you wrote well uh julian bennett got the flu i guess towards the end of the week nine nine fought through sort of a quiet one for the prmx kid um looking for more out of him as we uh keep going here i think he'll be good at calgary i feel like calgary could be a good one for him uh makai uh, got an update from brett lee um new team manager i guess we call him yeah. um uh, i guess he jammed his back but I, I, I hopefully that's the case because it just looked like Kai Makai just didn't have the steam uh, to match the speed that he's got. Although he did, he did fight for an eighth in that second moto, which is pretty good because that's when the track was at its worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he looked good in practice too. Like he was one of the guys that kind of stood out to me. He was jumping this big quad and stuff, and I mean he looks good on the bike and and stuff. But yeah, it was. Uh, I thought personally, I didn't know about the back. It looked like to me that he was just smoked in that second moto. Um, but, uh, yeah, not a, not a great day for him, regardless of the back or if he was tired or whatnot. I mean, he went backwards big time in that second moto. Um, you know, Davey Fraser went by him late in the moto type of thing. And Davey's a a working guy too, right. And just doing a one-off national here and and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, he needs a, Makai will need a rebound come, come Calgary. Colin Duran, Davey Fraser. Todd Manny, Prince George's <laughs> own, the mayor of Prince George, yeah. 1712. And Todd Manny's 39 years old. 
I, you know what I said, I've said these, Oh, I'm like, he's gotta be around 40 years old, uh, going on. So good job, Todd, man. You gotta give him a little love out there. Very impressive to see him out there. And, uh, this will be his only one. I'm guessing. No, he was stoked. I I was tearing down the, helping the boys tear down the rig and he comes up and he's kind of all hunched over his hair. He's got like this short haircut and it's, his hair is gray um, on the sides. And I'm like, hey, Minnie, did you get a few more gray hairs out there? He's like, oh, man, I, that was tough. And I am I can barely walk, but I'm going to Calgary. I'm coming to Calgary. I'm like, just do the fucking whole series, man. He doesn't work. So just <laughs> yeah. do, the whole, do the whole series. Yeah, that'd be cool. Todd Minnie, good yeah. job. Brendan Sipple, Anthony Spottaccini. Brendan McKee, quiet, 13th at Moto Number 1, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, did, did, do you know anything about Moto2 news? 25th, did he just crash? And- yeah, I don't, he was in there in Moto2 for a bit. But, yeah, I thought in the first Moto, he actually rode pretty good. He was up in that battle um, with, like, Makai. Well, Makai was going backwards, but Fraser and stuff. And, I mean, um, his starts were terrible. I don't know what was going on. He was at the back of the pack, both motos, as far as starts go. But, um, yeah, anyways, I don't, I'm not really sure. Tyler Shuchuk had to move up on a borrowed bike, borrowed uh, Wyatt Kerr's. Uh, priority MX KTM, uh, oh. three, a uh, three fifty, yeah, to boot. Oh. So, um, pretty decent twenty five fifteen. Um, and then I think this one in eighteenth place. And if I think this is where um I win our bet money back. Yeah, we're even now. We're even now. Is that how this works? Yeah. Uh, fifteenth in motor number one is pretty impressive, but he just he just wasn't what you thought he'd be, or the track was too tough for Lane Newlands. Um, talking about starts weren't great, and he was. I mean, if the start had been there, he wasn't going to get top 10, but he he is better than Davey Fraser, but Davey's just a grinder, right? This was his first, na- Lane's first national that he's ever done, so. Um, Man, start- you, you can't argue with man strength. No, you can't. Yeah. Moto number, he hurt his shoulder, literally, he hit like a big hole and kind of tweaked his shoulder and didn't line up for moto number two, so. Um, last sort of one that I on my list, our guy, Charlie Johnson. Yeah, 20, 24, 18. So he got points. He'll get payback. Awesome. You think he's going to sell race tech and just race for the rest of the year? <laughs> I don't think so. He's I out, think, right? Yeah. He's going to do the full series now. He's going to quit the business. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. we, we <laughs> congrats, Charlie Johnson. Awesome for you, buddy. Get in there, get some points. And uh, he's what? He's your age, right, Noof? No, no, he's not even 30 yet. He's oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, I thought he was a little bit older. All right. Well, yeah. then he's just a kid. What silly bugger? What's he doing? Yeah. Um, anybody can you see any other name on there or any other thing you're uh, referred to or anything? No, nothing that really sticks out. Um, all right, well, that's uh, 450. Dylan Wright, Noof keeps the the overall streak is still intact. He's up to yep. 11 overalls in a row. Actually, it's more than that because didn't he win the two overalls at the end of the year before? <laughs> um, or at least the last one at Walton, right? Remember, we were in yeah, like we'll COVID times and stuff. and I think he's up to like 12 or 13 actually in a row, but still we'd have to get our stats guy on that. The streak is in, the streak is intact uh, currently for, uh, for Dylan, Wright. Yep. Yeah. Um, Gutsracing.com pulp 23 is the code to save great seats, vintage stuff, lightweight phantom foam work with many of the racers and teams renegade fuel racers that win, pour it in uh, hall race fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Uh, Noof has been using uh, the uh, SX Mini in his kid's bike, and apparently he just loops it out all the time. He's got too much power. <laughs> so uh, that gas is awesome. We appreciate uh, Blake and the gang at Hall Race Fuel as well as Renegade jumping on board. Uh, Ammo Racing, uh, my company out here, we've been doing some uh, promotion or uh, lots of racing. I'm on a little bit of a break. I'm actually going to Calgary this weekend, so uh, 
take a short break. Um, want to give a shout out. Oh God, I'm going to forget the kid's poor name now. Number seven Oh nine. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I'll look it up and go for it. Finish it. Uh, broke his femur yesterday at my event. Uh, well wishes and get soon or get well soon on that one. Uh, he was, the kid was tough as nails, did not scream once his leg was folded around his fucking neck. Uh, yeah. Wow. Crazy. So, uh, hopefully heals up fast on that one. Um, and then of course, new, uh, matrix concepts, Canada, buddy, lots going on there. Here I am slaving away matrix today. Uh, Mondays are always busy. Rental. He'll be on, he'll be on YouTube after this and then talking to Brad about the show and then talking about the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be like, Oh shit, it's four o'clock. I guess I better go home. No, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, Renthal, Matrix, 100%, Mobius Knee Braces, Strider, Works Connection, um, all got orders for lots of stuff today. Mondays are always our busiest day, so uh, matrixconcepts.ca, check it out, online catalog, and uh, yeah, get the product at your local uh, local retailer. This is You're going to need to sell this better, Nuf, because that means that all the products broke on the weekend, or the products work so good that people want to get more of them. Yeah. Win, Win on, on Sunday, sell, sell on Monday. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. Uh, big shout out to those guys. Thanks so much. On to uh, on to the two fifty class, which was yeah. so, which is pretty freaking good. Behind the winner, but pretty freaking good. Yeah. So obviously, Ryder McNabb is kind of the story of the two fifty class. Uh, one one, he just rode awesome. Um, I, I guess since he did so good, we should probably talk about him. But there's other than just he he dominated. There's not a whole lot to say, but Galdi, that's kind of your forte. So why don't you uh, tell us what you thought well, of Riders Riders Day? I think, I mean, yeah. Let's you know what. Let's talk about Riders Day first, and then we'll get into the penalty situation that has been taking place in the yes. last sort of well, yeah. basically since that moto. But I mean, um, again, I'm not on property yet. I'll see him this weekend in Calgary. But I honestly feel like the Rider McNabb I saw yesterday is one of the best. I've seen it, not knocking any of his best motors last year, but oh my God, yes. his starts and every lap that he cut, he looks so good, so comfortable, so on point, and just like out for a Sunday cruise. Um, and uh, like obviously gelling with the bike, him and the bike uh, are gelling well. Um, it was it was uh, an impressive double moto victory. Fastest both motos, got into the lead before, a uh, whole shot moto one, got into the lead in moto two before the end of the lap. Um, you know, Newf, obviously, uh, you could probably give a more insight on this one because your guy, yeah. Viney Fillin, was kind of way back. And, but, and you know Ryder so well, but Jesus, this one was a good one. Like, he looked – that track just catered to him. Yeah. He led, he led every lap of every moto, fastest lap time of both motos, fastest qualifier. I mean, it was a perfect weekend. I've never – yeah. as long as I've known Ryder and been working with Ryder since he's turned intermediate onto big bikes – He's never led like he's never had a dominant day like that. His riding was phenomenal. I was standing like in a weird, technical, shitty, awkward section in the in the second moto, and he'd just pop up over this little step up, and he'd give the bike a little blip, and it would pop to the rut that he wanted, and then he'd just like carry the speed. I mean, he was. That was the best rider McNabb I've ever seen. Like, and I mean, we saw moments last year where. I mean, we've always known as, as a team, especially, we knew that he had that kind of potential. That's why we had him on the, on the on the team. But, man, like, fucking high fives. I mean, there, there's nobody that can knock what he did. I mean, winning, winning Moto 1 by, you know, basically 25 seconds. And, and Moto 2, 
you know, only by 10, but he slowed down at the end. Natsuki was good in the second moto, but yeah. Ryder yeah. just controlled it, right? Like, I mean, yeah. he turned the fastest lap time by almost two seconds. Yeah. Um, got a lead and just maintained it, was smart with lappers and didn't, and didn't push more than he had to. But, boys, I'm telling you right now, I mean, we know that how his, how his offseason was with the broken leg. Didn't know, um, didn't know if he was going to be, you know, up to speed coming into round one. And don't worry. His dad and his trainer uh, told me after the second moto when I went up to congratulate them, he said, so I guess you boys thought we were going to be off to a slow start. Eh? <laughs> so, um, kind of made us eat crow there a little bit, but yeah. Um, oh, fuck right off. Made us eat crow. The guy broke his fucking leg. That's, don't that's get, the don't, opinion like, you have to have. Magic fucking yeah. brew. Give me a break. Like, don't, yeah, I uh, when I see them too, I'll be like, fuck you guys. Don't talk like that. Like we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> like he wrote amazing. Okay. Yeah. But it ain't, it's fucking the kid and the bike and, yeah, whatever, Brad and Jim. Fucking sucked down some more hay out of Manitoba on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Whatever. But uh, the boys, the boys from two to two to seven um, got some worrying to do because I think Ryder's only gonna get better as the series goes on as he gets more prep. And I mean he rode some amateur motos this week and was, was really good. And yeah, it's uh it's it's not looking good for the rest of them if he continues on what he just did. That Ryder McNabb is the Ryder McNabb that can carry our Canadian flag uh, for the next five to 10 years. Yes. 100%. Like he can put it, put his our country on his shoulders, whether it's heading to the States, doing outdoors, GPs, wherever the road may be taking him here. You know, and obviously he's turning doors with the orange brigade and he's got uh, uh, Daniel Blair knows who he is, right. Who runs the KTM orange brigade in the States. So I know there's things in the works and lots of talking and that is the rider right there. That is going to be the one that can carry us forward and uh, impressive to say the least for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, obviously, yeah, Jim Ferguson, a great trainer. He's got him in great shape, and and Brad, the dad there, is, is a great motivator. And and uh, I'm definitely going to say, a, you know, give him the finger when I see him for sure. But um, <laughs> all due respect, man, he kicked ass, man. That was impressive for yep. sure, for sure, all weekend long. And uh, now I want to get into, um, you know, if you kind of said you weren't really sure about all this when we talked just before we got on. So in the second moto, um, an unfortunate accident with Bryce Wage, who was actually, I think, Ryder's probably best buddy, I think. Best um, out, of, out of Manitoba as well. Uh, super nice guy. Great family. Great dad out there doing the Nationals as kind of a privateer effort. Obviously got a little uh, cross-rudded or whatnot on that tabletop kind of after the start section. Sort of the first major obstacle um, of the uh, after the start. And uh, I, I guess uh, only two of them did it. But what it has right now, Quinn Amiot and Mitchell Harrison, are they keep their overall finish. Where Mitchell is third, <coughs> excuse me, and Quinn is fifth, and um, they keep their overall as far as the like, contingencies and payout. But as of right now, they are losing ten championship points. Wow! Oh, wow! So a protest was filed at the end of the moto um, into the MRC officials and Paul Kingsley. Daryl Murphy wasn't there; he was at a wedding. Um, so of course, something big happens when Daryl wasn't there. But he was on the phone with Kanger. They were on the rule book. I talked to Kanger. I talked to Alex Parker, and I've talked to KTM. Uh, the protest was filed by KTM, but all managers, I guess, saw it, um, whether KTM just took the onus to do it. That is what it is. It kind of seems a little odd, Noof, obviously, because especially with the Harrison part, right? Co- Gas Gas and KTM are under sort of the same umbrella. So it seems a bit odd, but, you know, there's like 25 bikes out there in the 250 class that are all Gas Gas, Husqvarna, and KTM. Yeah. So, you know, it could have happened to basically anybody. But anyway... A protest was filed. As it stands right now, there's 10 points being 
taken away from Harrison and Amiot for jumping on that red cross. Um, I didn't see it on TV. It wasn't on t- that that accident. The accident itself wasn't on TV, but um, the um, the situation in the flag we got to see it quite a bit. <coughs> and uh, these these weekends are tough, ain't eh? it, Funnus? But um, so that's where it stands right now, and both have appealed as well. Yeah, so, so I, I I know we chatted a little bit off off the air. So yeah, I, I wasn't aware. I, obviously, I was aware of the crash because I, I I was not. I didn't see it, but I, I saw people running. So it was controlled, in my opinion, decent. Now, with saying that, the flagger was struggling for whatever reason with the flag. I, I feel like they had the flag wrapped up, like you know you know how sometimes yeah. the flaggers wrap. Yeah, up. yeah. You, you know, the, you, yeah, you swing it that. one way and it gets all tangled at one point. But yeah. in talking to Kanger, that flagger, it might not have been the very first moment. But she moved across the track to help point the direction and get the flag out as possible uh, or out in the best way possible. And then not having Daryl there, Kinger was well over on sort of like the old section of the track, new for like the, yeah. the first tower is. I don't know where yeah. Tokley was, but it took them a while to get to that section, like a lap and a half, almost two laps for, you know, the main controllers of it. Um, but so when a, fl- I, so a when flag I saw, was up and a jump was made is what the officials when I, so but it would have been weird because so when I saw the first person I saw was actually Troy Smith running and I went oh shit it's Devin down because it was right close to the mechanics area um, so I saw Troy running but he's running to the top of the jump to grab the flag to help the flag grow it was really okay. weird because I, like I said the flag was all wrapped up and then with I feel like he was like the first person there and then Kinger came flying through on a quad um, and whatnot. When I got there, I was kind of in the middle. So it took me, I, I kind of walked over that way just to kind of check out and see what was going on and, 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 and who it was and everything like that. And Steve Sims was on scene um, right away because he was down that way. But um, when I got there, it was controlled perfectly fine and it was wheels on the ground and everybody was going very, I mean, wage was in the middle of the track. Yeah. He got a dislocated hip. So get well soon. I talked to his dad last night. They got the hip popped back in, um, which is good. They, they helicoptered him out of there, which was, was nice. Fuck that must Um, hurt. Dislocated hip must hurt. Yeah. You know what? He seemed like he handled like a champ, but he had his leg up in the air and it, it took him a long time to get, at one point, I thought maybe red flag on this race because he where he was at and uh, with a dislocated hip, it's not like they could just like toss him on the backboard and fucking get him under there, right? So yeah, the moto was over before they got him under there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I think my personal opinion, I think the boys will have something to rule on an appeal, um, depending on who saw what or whatnot but uh yeah interesting to say the least especially with the dynamics of the the, the ktm gas gas all that type of stuff yeah um but yeah be a be another huge kick in the balls to harrison if that's if that 10 points goes through because he's already fighting a battle that yeah is looking yeah. like it's hard I, to win you know my question on the ktm gas gas thing and obviously we have to talk about this and ktm is a sponsor of our show and all that kind of stuff but like if kevin tyler saw it like this is what i got the information to send to me Kevin Tyler saw it, and and likely Steve Sims and other everybody yeah. see, more more than one person saw it from the mechanics area. Yeah, if it was that blatant, why would the why would they the Yamaha guys and everybody else sort of put it in, and or, and then the KT? I, I don't know. It seems kind of odd 
in the moment here that just the KTM ones did it or whatever. Like if everybody saw yeah. it, why wouldn't they yeah. come up with a group effort and say, oh, you put the protest in, we'll help pay for it Yeah, kind of thing. But at, I, the I, end of the, but at the end of the day, it's racing and those teams are ran completely separately, right? I mean, 100%. Not, yeah, 100%. So, that's right. Um, All right. But there are conversations. Yeah. Between, you know, gas, gas, KTM, like they're from Alex Parker to Matt Duroy with parts and, and yeah. right. Cause KTM is the factory. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know. It's just, but it'll be an interesting time the next time they have a conversation together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Ken, the next one's here. Four, two, three, three, two, four. Um, I don't know, new for which one you want to start with. Well, let me just say, first of all, I feel like, trust me, this 250 class is awesome to watch and stuff, but it doesn't quite have the pizzazz that I thought it was going to have when we were coming in. I don't yeah, know. You'll, I know what you mean. Well, don't forget we've got, we've lost the most active racer, active looking That's racer true. with Piccolo. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's taken some of the fun out of it with no bogle. You know what I mean? Like it kind of killed the buzz a little bit, even though we didn't know if he was ever coming, but it kind of killed the buzz a little bit, obviously without Piccolo, cause he's the, 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 the unknown or the, you know, the hot and cold or, or whatever you want to, what, what, what you want to call it. But it's, Benoit, man, like Jesus Christ, he was good in that first moto. I mean, he he's a grinder to like he's two four on the day for fourth overall. I mean, the second moto he went down, but came from a long ways back and 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 fought for it. Harrison's just missing a little bit of raw speed, but then again, he did go down second moto too. Yeah, and fought back for a third. Um, but the surprise for me, um, honestly, the the Amiot program is. He's the guy that maybe I had the least amount of expectations for that is doing the best. I would agree with that. He was unbelievable in moto number one. Yeah. yeah. Like he had like a moto one, almost like Dylan Wright did yeah. where he just kept hitting the dirt or making mistakes. And then he would find a way to fight back. He just, and then it looked like that cost him in moto two yeah. because he kind of hit the wall and ran out of steam. And I knew if I like your take there, I want to throw this at you. The, your, your thought on that, um, and again, this could come across and I, I feel like, I, did you guys see the red tape thing on Kevin Benoit's bike? No, no red duct. They, they were going to put red duct tape as a joke. Billy big wave tape, tape it on direct motocross. Mm -hmm. Someone said it to me and I thought it might've been a shot, not maybe directly at us, but you know, the naysayers are the doubters, right? That yes, Kevin's going to be awesome. But now these on the 250 F we said it on the show, we did not think he would be wearing a red plate probably at all this year. Yeah. Right, we thought he'd be a factor. Is him doing what he's doing, sort of going, making us just mentally scratching our heads, going, "What's happening with all these other guys? Like, why is this guy five years away being this fast?" And now, Ryder McNabb did exactly what he should be doing this weekend. But you know, like he got second in Moto One, he was and he was fast in Moto Two. He's still within the championship. Like, yeah. my expectations with him sitting about fourth or fifth right now in the points. Right? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, Jesse said we lost Bogo, we lost Piccolo. Is that the Benoit effect right now? And again, I, I'm not taking anything away from Cavan. He is riding amazing. He's a sick athlete. They've got a great program, all this shit. But seeing him do what he does is almost like a bit of a slap to all these other guys that have been racing constantly for yeah. five years in a way, in a sense. Yeah. Almost like what Dungey did last year a little bit to the, you know, the yeah, guys that he was exactly. beating. Yeah. You know what? It's a very similar thing. Like you, you know he's going to be good, but like, man, holy fuck! Like, you know, we, he he beat Harrison, no problem in Moto Number One, and he's beating Quinn Amiot and and all these things. Like, are you like, fuck, man? Should he really be doing this? Like, is this? You know, it's just 
it's it's it sounds like we're talking you know uh, against it but it's just hard to grasp i guess and i we're two rounds in and we're seeing it and i now am i'm on the benoit train like i'm i think he's he's obviously a title contender without that tip over in moto two he probably would have been a two two on the day um and uh you know hey, here, so, here's what's here's what's crazy i'm just looking at the lap times here so i was going to add to your point there galdi he's not getting these results because of his experience and his race craft he's getting them because of his fucking speed yeah yeah um, yeah. Moto one, Ryder McNabb with the first fastest lap time, 204.3. Kevin Benoit, 204.8. The next fastest lap time of the moto, which was turned on the same lap as those two, Mitchell Harrison, 209. Oh. Holy like, shit. That is, and then Josiah Natsky, 210. Amiot, 208. They were all basically done on lap, uh, lap two to lap four. But 204s to 209s, or 208s, I guess it would be. So four seconds faster than Quinn, who had the third fastest lap time of the moto. He's getting these results on fucking raw speed. Speed, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's just, I, I think that's sort of what your take is. It's sort of taking a little bit of the the air out, just because yeah. you're like, how was this going this way? It doesn't seem proper. But man, he's riding amazing. He deserves the, the accolades that we should be giving him, that he is getting. Yeah. And uh, he's a title threat. Like Ryder McNabb is, yeah, he's got a little bit of a, right, what he, um, so Calvin goes 4-2, that's 40, game 10. So he's, Ryder McNabb's up four points. So he's only four points out of the lead heading yeah. into Calgary. So um, kudos, damn well, kudos. Uh, I'll be shaking his hand this weekend and, and uh, shaking Jerome's hand and saying, I like it, boys. Let's see what you got here. And, you know, how's the body feeling at the end of the day, you know, yeah. being a little older? He, he can, he's, 13 no 12 years older than McNabb right no 13 years older than Ryder McNabb yeah <laughs> but, then, right? but since the last does. time we since the last time we saw Kevin Benoit five years ago the guy hasn't aged no a bit he hasn't if anything he looks like he's actually in better shape to be honest yeah. with you than he yeah. was um obviously his body is healthy from taking in a sense five years off yeah um it's it's a cool story man it's it's very similar to the Dungy story in the U.S. Yeah, um, but maybe even obviously you can't com- compare an apples to oranges, but maybe even it's a better success story than the Dungey comeback. Obviously, the depth and the speed and everything like that. I'm not saying yeah, I take all that Ryan Dungey, but I'm comparing the success of after retirement life. It's it's almost like you know, Noof, that you 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 get yourself in these careers and you have all these ups, 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 and then you have a big injury and it takes you away six to ten months and you sort of reevaluate. Yeah, five years again. He has been riding and racing and doing local things, so it wasn't just fully shut down like Ryan Dungey. Yeah, um, but like it's just it is a cool story. Like it's pretty freaking impressive to be able to have that same skill set and then racing kids ten years younger than you that are willing to send it more. He's got a a kid at home that he's you know it, it, it is a pretty. I mean, ho- I hope it lasts the entire series because it is going to be remarkable uh, if it continues to go this way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Natsuki, like you said, a, a lot better Josiah Natsuki this weekend. I don't think this track was like, uh, great for him, but he, he made it work. Yeah. Um, he got good starts. He made good passes. He was strong at the end of the motos. Um, and then the second one there, he was, uh, you know, kept at that 10 second gap pretty much, uh, from lap six to the end. And, uh, I like what I saw there. And I just, I feel like he's the guy that just a little bit of momentum is what's going to help you know, put the, put the pieces together with him. Uh, a I third. just wonder, I, I just wondered, I mean, 
to talk about Natsuki a little bit. I just wonder, last year he came in, you know, halfway through the series. He had no pressure. It was just what it is. I'm not sure. I don't know the full backstory on him, but I don't know if he's been in a lot of quote-unquote, you know, maybe one of the favorites coming in or in that situation where there's a championship on the line. He's been good at the end of the motos. I mean, this weekend he was really good at the end of the motos, but at the beginning of the motos, he's just kind of blah. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's a little bit of nerves um, because it's not like he has that get to the front quick, uh, you know, raw speed like I felt like I saw last year. But then the dynamic was different last year too. Like I said, he was coming in just for moto wins. And, you know, if it worked out, it worked out. There was, there was no, you know, risk reward. There was, or the, the reward was a lot, you know, less pressure type of a situation. So, but uh, he's strong. Like he's yeah. strong. Like he's a man out there. And you can he's tell. in sh- I think he's in good shape. Yeah. yeah. I think he's in good shape for sure. So the longer motos and, hey, and maybe right now he's just kind of uh, taking it all in, right? Like you said, yeah. this is, he's in a new position. He's a title threat where last year he wasn't. So now he's just soak it in, get good points, get yourself to the east, get into the break, sitting you know within ten points behind, and and you can feel good about it, right? If you, if you think about it, he's um, what is he? He's uh, he was eight points, and he lost. Uh, what did he lose? Thing else, he was eighteen back right now, right? Yeah, he's eighteen yeah. back right now of of McNabb. So he's a bit of a gap, but well within range. Yeah, and and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, We'll see how that works out. But now into the, the Quinn Amiot uh, new flick. Wow. I just, it is very impressive. Yes, for sure. The second moto must have been, he must have been tired because it bit him the lap chart, the lap chart shows it, the lap times um, show up. But man, what a battle between him, Harrison, and Natsuki on the last lap and a half, almost two laps of moto number yeah. one. Yeah. Oh great. my God. They are going, nobody actually passed Harrison, but yeah. Amiot and Natsuki looked like they passed each other three or four times. <laughs> Natsuki gets him in like a, a turn and a half to go. It was amazing. Yeah, I think I think Goldie, and you can attest this a little bit more, but I think that Quinn, in his earlier days, as as when he first turned pro, I, I think he had the at least, and it's popping in my head here, and I don't I don't know this for sure, but maybe he didn't quite have the the heart, maybe the organization, the work ethic to to where we ever thought that he would get to this level. He's always been a great rider, naturally talented, but nothing like crazy amateur type career or something like that but man he's put in the work and like to see him up in there i mean fifth you can tell he wants more you know what i mean like he's not i'm sure if you ask him he's not overly stoked with with his fifth because the podium was right there at one yeah. point of that moto yeah. i'm like <clears throat> he's sure. getting on the podium like he is getting on the podium he he battled to the very end and and like you said he probably was a little bit tired but it's just nice to see quinn you know get into that group that you know, the, the podium is there. Is he going to win a moto this year? No, but he could get some podiums, man. It's, it's right there. He's not much different than, than the Harrison, um, you know, the, the Natsuki type thing with, if, if the stars align. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I think with this year, he's found new, um, he's found some fight. Yeah. He wants fight. to fight this year and whether, uh, Cody and Luke Renslin helped him do that this winter. I mean, I, I guess that's where you can point the fingers because he looks like a different rider this year and he's got some fight in him towards the end of the motos and uh, he wants those spots. He's willing to be aggressive and, and put, um, you know, we know him as this really nice kid. Maybe he's willing to lose a couple friendships or make a couple people yeah. upset to get to the front. And I heard him and Jair, Jair, who we'll talk about next, got into it this week at WCAN. Um, uh, so he, he doesn't mind animosity. And I think the Quinn animosity Emiot, there we go. There's his new nickname. <laughs> there um, but uh, he's willing to push and fight for it. And that's what the difference is. And 
Um, it's good to see, man. He was impressive in Moto One, and it was awesome to talk about on TV. And we were giving him tons of kudos there. Um, now into Jair Mitchell, eleven five for six, uh, pretty solid Moto scores to get himself up to sixth place. He was impressive speed wise. Um, he uh, he seems to make mistakes though. He's very. Yeah. He said uh, in the interview that that Adrian did at the end of the race, he hasn't been riding very much. Uh, he hasn't been putting a lot of motos in and stuff. He's just kind of getting back going. So the guy's got skill, no doubt. Um, 11.5 is a solid day. Yeah. 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 I don't know what happened to him in the first moto, but the second moto, he was right in there. On he the crashed. Side. He yeah, crashed uh, while he was battling with, I think it was Wyatt Kerr. Him and, him and Kerr were racing together, and he crashed um, midway-ish or something like that. Yep. Uh, Kerr, um, great first moto, bike troubles in moto number two. Yeah, he qualified good too. He qualified yeah. really good. And he actually Kerr ran third for a bit in that first moto, a few laps here or something like that. But um yeah, he, he was much better this week, was happy. Um obviously last weekend didn't suit him, but that seventh is good. I mean, that's a that's a solid result in that in that field. I mean, he fought for it and he ran higher than that, but those guys kind of just picked him off a little bit at the end. Uh the the Jair was fifth, just ahead of Kerr when he fell, went back to fifteenth. <clears throat> and then clawed his way back to 11. So a good first moto after a little mistake there by Jair, by Jair there. Yeah. Um, um, after that, okay, are we good with this result? Do we need more out of this result? Uh, first moto, he admitted in the interview that he did with Adrian uh, Michaud there afterwards in the rider wrap-up. It just – he sucked. Andrew Ward sucked in moto number one. Yeah. Got a decent start, made some mistakes, and um, just didn't put it together. 16th, like that – is not and then sixth in the second one was good, but he was way back of where he should be. I feel Noof and we want more out of Tanner. He's one of the nicest guys in the pits. He is um, got a great program. He knows what to do. He's he's been on podiums. Like this is not where he belongs. It's not. Yeah. There was some bike things from round one, um, and that that was a little bit of the surrounding with the Chad Goodwin uh, falling apart. There, I don't need to get into the full detail details of it all, but. That was a bit of the effect of round one. So this is definitely a better round two, but there's there has to be a lot more um, under the hood here with Tanner Ward. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, has Tanner ever finished a 16th in a moto in a Canadian national? Not even when he was an amateur, you know, as an intermediate, right? Yeah. I yeah. That, yeah. I think that, at one, he's not 100%. Um, that injury that he had in this offseason was huge. Um, he doesn't look overly like that he's gelling with the bike yet. I mean, he jumped on that 250 super late as he was slated to ride 450 um, until the very last minute. But, you know, six is a lot better. But obviously, I think if you ask him and you ask the team, I mean, they're they're expecting podiums, right? Like um, expecting podiums out of him. And it's been a slow start to the, to the year. Um, Tanner is typically a good starter. His starts haven't been great. Uh, Tanner is typically a good qualifier. His qualifying hasn't been great. Um, so I think that, in my opinion, I think Tanner's probably really looking forward to getting through Calgary um, with a couple top 10 motos. And as crazy as that sounds, because we know he's better and get into that break and get some more ride time and get some more testing in and then come up swing and go for dunes. Uh, I kind of skipped there. I was looking at second moto with the six because we skipped down to actually seventh place. Six was Jair. Seventh was your guy, Noof. Uh, how did that go? Brand new to the team. With Noah, uh, I was saying Vinny a couple times. It is Viney. Viney. Uh, yeah, it is Viney. Um, first off, let's throw this to Ken quick. Ken, what do you think about 
go for finding a fill-in rider. Like that's usually sort of something that the Honda team doesn't do. And then we'll get new because he'll obviously have more information about it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I guess if you got to have like the Piccolo injury was what seven seconds into the season or whatever, so (laughs) that's probably a good time to if you're going to get a a fill-in rider, that's a good time to do it. But um, I thought that was pretty good results. If you're throwing a new guy on the bike, and he said in the post-race interviews that he he didn't really clarify, but I think he's just basically riding Piccolo's bike, and then now he's going to do some testing and get the bike set up to where he wants it and stuff. So maybe that'll even get a little bit better as things move on. But yeah, I think that's pretty good. And he crashed Moto2 as well. So uh, Noof, Noof, the floor is yours. Let's say what you got to say about the the new kid under the tent. Yeah, it was a deal that came together literally at the very, very last When did you know? Um, I was told on uh, Friday. Yeah, okay. So I was with Diggs Friday and he's like, oh, we got a big surprise coming this weekend. And he wouldn't (laughs) tell me. And he's like, I'll have a photo for you. Saturday morning. Yeah, and Friday. Like, okay. Yeah. He didn't notify anybody on the team. So a little bit of backstory here. So after, obviously after Piccolo got hurt and we were all bombed and stuff, we did talk a little bit. Um, I had mentioned to Derek, I said, hey, should we get a filling guy? What should we do? And Derek's like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, the, the, the morale was low and we didn't really want to talk about it. And then it never got talked about. I never brought it up again because I'm like, okay, well, Derek doesn't want to do that. So Viney was coming to the this round and he was coming to Canada yeah. in Calgary anyways on his own. Yeah. So it kind of made sense. And then obviously the Vineys are very close with JC from Fox Canada. Okay. Um, so I think JC had a little bit of influence on that as well. Um, so it made made sense. They're actually staying with JC this week back in Calgary. Okay. Um, so I think it I think just literally the stars aligned, it made sense. He already rides a Honda. Um so yeah, it uh, yeah we put him on the bike and honestly my expectations were fairly low. I know he just came off a big injury. Um, he hasn't been riding that much, and the kid is still young and fairly inexperienced. But uh, six in the first moto was good. I mean he fought for it. Um, he, yeah, he was in a battle the whole time. Yeah, he was at one yeah. time. He was in that Harrison Amiot. Um, tight battle for a bit they obviously got the upper hand he got tired at the end of the moto and he admitted to that that he hasn't put in long motos in the heat yet because he's coming off a broken i don't remember what the injury was but coming off some sort of injury um and moto two um fought hard again i mean he had eighth in the bag in moto two and he went down with two laps to go yeah um so i think uh a six eight would have beat a an eleven five yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. So he would have been six overall on the day, which would yeah. have been a huge success. Yeah. But um, the one thing that we all had high hopes for, if anybody has any or knows about Noah, he's a phenomenal starter. Um, he blew the starts both motos. He <laughs> he was late. Uh, he he twitched in the first moto, and then the gate dropped, so he was he was way back. And moto two, he was just literally late. And the kid literally weighs like 120 pounds. So yeah, he's tiny. He's super tiny, super shy, and super quiet. So it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit of a not a struggle, but just to kind of, you know, for him coming in, he doesn't know the team. He doesn't know obviously, you know, the rest of us with Justin and, and myself and Bannon and and stuff like that. We've we've been together for years now. So it was probably a bit of a maybe intimidating setting to come into where everybody's buddies and he's yeah. the, the new guy on the block and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think uh, overall I was happy. I mean, he tried hard. 
he had a good attitude all day. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens in Calgary. So that was just Piccolo's bite. Yeah. 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 Um, I figured that he came up because you and your buddy Rhino were talking. <laughs> I was really hoping Rhino was going to come. We, we <laughs> still have to have that sauna that we, uh, that we talked about there on our phone call a year ago. But, uh, um, I had a few texts from some people that knew the, 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 the new fan Rhino histories asking if Rhino was there and how it was going. So, um, <laughs> Oh, did you answer those texts? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Cause we're going to get into that here in a bit too. I got a race tech rant. Um, Slosher, eighth place, didn't see a drip of him on TV. I know nothing about it. He went no, eight, it nine. Quiet. It was quiet. Quiet. Tyler Yates, a good day. This is where he was good last year, 9 11. Again, nothing on TV, so I don't know how it went on, on property. Uh, but good ride for Tyler Yates. We talked about Ward. Tanner Scott, uh, 10 13 um, from BCBC. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says here on the thing. Yeah, I don't know what I, I'm assuming that means that the MVP guys are paying his entry. Probably. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you got anything new? I, I, I'm not. I, I want more out of this. 100. I know Tanner Scott on a personal level. This yeah. is not good, uh, in my opinion. There's more under the tank of this kid. He definitely should be with Viney or Jair Slosher, somewhere in there. Both motos, um, especially with Pickle and Bogle missing and all that kind of stuff. So, you got anything? 10, 13 moto scores? No, it was quiet. Um, it was quiet for me. I, I didn't see him out there. I know uh, he looked like he struggled in the second moto. He did ride this week. He rode, uh, he, he did race this week. Uh, Motorhome broke down this week. Uh, coming to Kamloops, late getting there. Um, yeah, they, it needs to get better. Go go east. Can I ask um, why he were a number one in the schoolboy class? I, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, is that an, yeah. like, should he be wearing the number one of that? I don't think so. Like the Transcan is the national event, but it doesn't yeah. carry over to. I yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't no, know if I'm I like that, even, but whatever. I'm not even sure if he should have been riding schoolboy. I'm not really. Oh yeah, sure. I know 100. He can. He's of age. It's an age is class. There's okay. no. There's no discipline tag to it as far as yeah. rules go. It's all age. Yeah. I've had so many people ask me that. I'm like, look at. Just shut the fuck up. The kid's fast. You're getting beat by somebody. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so what if someone's faster than your little baby? Oh my God, you got beat. Like, just suck it up and fucking race. Sorry, there's another rant that could go on. Yeah. If you're, yeah. So I think, I mean, obviously his his day was better than Edmonton. Um, Yeah. This is new for him. The West Coast swing, you know, the the pro side of things, the the team, everything like that, obviously. Are they gelling under there? I know you're busy. Are they gelling? Is it going well under the. I don't know, man. I haven't been by. I've talked to Jim a few times. I, I haven't asked him straight up the question. Um, I'm not sure how it's all working out to be quite honest. Okay. All right. I, well. I, I will say, I will say the Davies, uh, the Davies Aldick, uh, Brandon Davies thing is gelling. They, yeah. they love it. They're happy. Um, it, it works for them. Everything like that. Yeah. Um, and, and Blake's eighth in the second moto was. Yeah. Good, was yeah. Good. Well, was really he was nine. Uh, until Viney, right? Viney went down. And then Viney kept, tipped over. He kept yeah. Viney honest the whole moto. Like Great job. Yeah. Kid is 14. Like, holy crap. Yeah, I know. 14 yeah, years old. Crazy. I did that interview with him there, and I was just like, man, <laughs> kind of get, you kind of don't even think about it, you know? He's he's literally got the same sort of, like, Fasciati-type thing, a kind of a taller kid, super young, fast yeah. and amateurs, but, like, when he's 20, he's going to be a pro for seven years, six, yeah. seven years, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he'll be a veteran when he's 20 years old. 
Totally. It's crazy to think about that, but great ride for him. Uh, obviously, the, the the bad one of the day, 13-12 for Racine. Uh, what happened there? Didn't see him at all. Talked about him a little bit because he's obviously on a factory team and just ugly. Had a bike break in the morning, I heard. And then uh, that just sort of set the tone because this is not what uh, Racine has uh, been hired for, those, that, those modal finishes there. No. Not, a, not a great day. That would be a disappointment for the class, regardless of the bike break or not. I mean, he's better than that. We know that. Um, but yeah, 12, 13, not good. I didn't see, honestly, I didn't really pay attention to him. He was not in any battle that I was concerned about or looking at. Um, not great starts, just not a great day. Got to be pretty disappointing. Uh, Kerr seven, awesome. First moto bike, yeah. bike broken. Second moto bummer for him. Uh, gainer 12, 15 quiet won the premix on Saturday. Um, Alex from Park. Kobuquit apparently brought up, like, why is he allowed to ride that 72 hours before? Although the W can was all week. So there was a bit of a, a thing on the rule. Alex was fine with that afterward, I guess. But they didn't say you could ride premix. They said you could ride W can. But once again, the communication wasn't correct on all that, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, what do you, like, I say, who cares, obviously? Yeah. Like, like I don't even understand the 72 hour rule. I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, why well, not let it Well, it's stupid if we're going to allow pros to ride. W can, E can, trans can. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I had, like, well, there's like, to oh, your point, perfect. They, yeah, let them ride it and then they don't ride all the motos and support the event in a sense. Yeah. But let's let them ride it so they can go to the event and support the event. That's exactly. the only reason why they're allowing that. Then why not let them ride or on practice on the Thursday if the track yeah. wants to have an open day Thursday practice or something? Yeah. yeah. Benoit, actually, I was chatting with benoit on the line of vet master and i'm like holy fuck <laughs> weird but he had his red plates or red plates on his back but anyways, i was chatting with him and i was kind of just like explaining my side of it from the promotion side of like you know i don't like that you know you're only going to come and ride two motos and then not, not show up for the third and, and fuck some guy out of a trophy you know what i mean like that paid his hard-earned money to go there um, and he said to me, he's like, no, I totally get it. But like this week I stayed on the road with the team. Um, it was too far to go home. I just thought I'd stay. There was no place to practice. Why can't we at these events, like where all the pros are already there, the teams are already there. Why can't we just have like a, um, in, like an invitational 20 minute practice session, um, halfway through the day, you know what I mean? For each day. And I, I got thinking about it and I'm like, well, it's not a, terrible idea you know just gas mean? gas pro-am the class yeah. itself and just yeah. let them have like a, a practice each day where you charge them i don't know 50 bucks or something and that's what he said he's like we would pay and i'm like you know what it's not a really that bad of an idea that's right? actually and, and then <laughs> the promoter actually makes money and then there's no payout for it um it's a, it's actually not a i think he was on to something there and i was like yeah i, I kind of like that right so and well, he, he is a track owner so he's got some promoting experience so yeah exactly <laughs> Um, Gainer Austin Jones, uh, 14 14. That's actually a good day. That's a good day for him. 14 14 for 16th. That's a shitty on the, okay, the point side terrible. of it, right? As the Pulp MX Empire would say, that's a Phil Nicoletti type day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Clayton Schmucky, quiet here, Noof. 18 16. Didn't have a, a Schmucky esque type uh, fast at the at the practice track. No. And what happened to uh, Ufam in Moto One? He was up to like seventh. Yeah, I think he had bike problems both models. Okay, um, I, I don't have confirmation on that, but I do have confirmation that there was uh, some emotions flying after Moto Two. 
Ouch. With okay. the bike, with the bike breaking or something like that. But yeah, That's he, good. Was, he was really good, really good in Moto One and moving forward. But um, yeah, bummer, bummer day. Um, that your guy Devin Smith, decent twenty one seventeen. Uh, we know Devin's dealing with some health stuff, so good for him to just tough it out and getting and fight better. Through that. Getting better. What's hurting him right now is that he was on hardcore antibiotics for literally a month. Um, so he's he's just fucked, like drained. You know what I mean? Like yeah, taking antibiotics. Yeah, yep. he was better than his twenty one seventeen. I wouldn't. I would say he was probably around that fourteen fourteen type of a day, but. Um, it's just going to take some time. Schofield got hurt. Let, let's just uh, go. New, if you're on property, Schofield, go. Tell me what happened. Just, just quick. I don't know the whole deal on. He went twenty two twenty one. I know he got hurt during the week, right? Yeah, he got he crashed in the in the first moto. I guess it was probably pro am that he crashed in and hit um, his head or something. Yeah, and then he was gone. I never saw him the rest of the week. And then I just assumed that they were leaving, but then he raced pro day. So, so I wonder, okay, well, you know, hopefully he didn't race. It obviously doesn't sound like he did um, concussion protocol, which is. Well, Steve, our medic would have released him to, cause he was a medic for. Oh no, yeah. True pro, enough. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Steve's pretty good with that stuff. Um, Marcus Ducey, 38, 22. Not a good start to the season. No. no. Okay. Um, Dylan Rempel. Boy, 37, I have no idea. 37, 35. I have no idea. And my la- zero clue. I have no clue. I'll text uh, Julian. I didn't even clue into it till the end, till like literally almost right now, to be honest with you. I didn't a bad even day. see him on track. I didn't even see him on track. Well, he wasn't out there very long. 37, 35. Um, my last one was Austin Black. Qualified really good. Yeah. Uh, out of Oregon. Qualified like eighth or ninth, I think. No, he and- qualified third. Oh, did he end up third? Okay, sorry. I, uh, what happened to him? Crashed in the first moto and right in front of the mechanics area on the first lap. Got tangled with somebody, sat there for about 30 seconds, got up, rode off the track, never saw him again. Yeah. All right. 40 well, DNF, that's, yeah. But he would have been he would have been a little bit of a wild card in there. Yeah, he was like top five at Loretta's last year, I feel, right? Was yeah. that was yeah, he's good. He's got some skill set. Um, okay, now on to my race tech rant, and this is more for my friend Ken because Nufa is losing friend friend tax on this one. <laughs> so Ken, group tech's going like crazy all week long at the WCAN. I never hear from my buddy Nuf the whole time, so I'm assuming he's either stressed to the max or things are going well. There's never really any in between when he hits me up. Yeah. He texts me one time to ask me only when he needs me. He texts me. He texts me <laughs> one time, so I answer him instantly to give him the information he needs. I help my friend out. None of us here. Diggs is at my race. Hasn't really heard from him. Nothing going on. Literally, I'm calling live television. The Red Cross comes out for Bryce Wage. Steve Mathis texts our group chat. Hey, what's going on up in Canada? What's happening? Not even three seconds. Not even three <laughs> seconds. Noof texts him. Noof's on the side of the track right now watching Noah Viney. He's supposed yeah. to be part of this team, yeah. you know, getting paid and everything. And he's answered text messages back only when Mr. Steve Mathis text. It's like when the ice cream ice cream truck came through the neighborhood and, and little fat Noof is running around chasing the ice cream truck. And the fucking bell's going off. What like what 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 do I say to that? Like what do I say to my friend Ryan Lockhart when I when I when that happens? This is my race tech rant right now. Unbelievable that the text comes in the middle of the moto only when Steve Mathis writes. Well, 
the timing must have been right. Oh, you were just on your phone during the 250 Pro Moto. I was looking at lap times and it popped up. So you did. This is why you didn't see the medic flag thing. Then you were on your phone. I was looking at lap times. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I get it. I get it, man. There's a pedestal in Friendshipville, oh, and man. you get you get bumped down. Hey. I, I'm gonna have a cry with my wife after this. You know what I mean? And it's it I'm hurts just like that. I'm just just like that poll that came out of who should ride the the number four Piccolo bike. I'm a loser. I was the loser of the poll. Okay. Well, I think you called yourself a loser in the text group. <laughs> Nobody else called you a loser. I think it actually said, Noof is losing his people's champ status. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm a loser. That's what you said. <laughs> okay, so don't so don't be trying to toss that around. Uh, race Tech, I, hit up Charlie Johnson. Try, suspension. <laughs> I will try better. No, no, no. It's just, hey, I get it, man. Steve's, Steve's sitting on his couch by his pool. Not wanting to watch the Ride TV app that he has a free fucking login for to watch. <laughs> He'd rather just text our group chat to get answers and everything while we're all working. Yeah. I'm calling a fucking live show. Noose on the side of the track. Diggs is not even there. And he, what's going on? What's happening in Canada, guys? Like, watch the fucking television show, bro. Yep. It's, free. it's free. I got you access. It's free. <laughs> and then he shows, and then he, you show, he show, puts a thing on. Go Ryder McNabb on his stories. He's, wa- he's, he's watching us. Yeah. Fucking guy. He won't ever listen to this, so he gives a shit. Fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's about it. Anything else on the day, Noof? Uh, as far as again, we can I'll throw out some tweets and once I hear if they're if the appeal gets either denied or approved, uh, for the the points for Harrison and Amiot, we'll let everybody know about that. I'll catch up with a, a team manager and um it might not be a rookie this week. It might be something else. Maybe Jairi Mitchell, uh, give yeah. him some love, something like that. Um, but uh, we'll do our, our podcast for that. Um, yep. heading to Calgary boys. I'm excited to see your faces. The day, the day overall from the vibe of the teams, um, the Jetworks guys, it was positive. I mean, it was a positive day. We sat there team managers meeting on Saturday and there was not one discussion of, previous weekend like it was kind of like everybody just said let's put this behind us let's, let's move, move on yeah. um there was some things fixed i think that it was uh, i think it was a positive day overall and obviously track worked out in a sense um yeah i was i was happy with the day it was good yeah the tv show guys it was one of the best production ones we've had we had lots of action lots to talk about Kenny, I, you can attest. You said you watched it. And yep. I think Liam's fitting in, boys. I'm having fun with Lim out there doing. He's really job. good. Yeah, and I had yeah. no idea he was even South African before I heard him talk. So it's it's neat to have a bit of an international flair to it. The TV show, Galdi. Yeah, the TV show we had playing at the GDR rig on the TV. Oh, nice. Um, oh, yeah, you got Starlink. Yeah, we got Starlink. We yeah, had it playing, and I just happened to look at it at one point. I was doing something, and it like. It was panning in and out of a picture of the track in the top of your head. Dude, yeah, like what funny. the hell happened that was, there? That, ha- that was the final, the last 450 moto. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, there's a top of my head. I'm like, man, I really don't got a lot of hair anymore, boys. And, uh, that's not a good shot. I don't know. It, it, yeah, that was a weird little instance. It did it twice within like four seconds. Yeah. 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 That that's production value, boys. I, they were doing a, a white balance. Yeah, exactly. They're they adjusting cameras with white balance <laughs> yeah, on the, on the yeah. back of my head. <laughs> so now I'm wondering, like, where's that camera from? Because I don't even know where that is enough. In the yeah, thing. why I'm, is there a camera up pointing down at your head? Well, That's actually, right. it's the main one. So uh, when me and Liam do stand up, like in front of the TV. Right when we're on screen, that's where we yeah. stand. We're in front of that same camera, but 
when we're calling the races, you we turn. actually we're sitting okay. on some stools. Yeah. We're sitting on stools so we don't have to stand up the whole time, right? Because both of us got uh, leg issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do have one question that came up into my head during the podcast here. So we talked about Tanner Ward and uh, second moto was okay, but it hasn't been good up until this point. At what point does the uh, Walton 7 Kawasaki team start thinking about swapping those two guys, if ever, if they even would bother doing that? But That's not going to happen. Think? No? They'll just roll no. it the way it is? Okay. No, I think the better question is, is did they make a mistake at the beginning of it doing what they did? Um, you know, putting one on the 450, yeah. one on the 250. Yeah. I, I, but no, they're on it, and they're going to get better. You don't forget, like, again, they're on the factory team. The results are definitely not what it is. Tanner Ward a little more than Makai, but Makai is brand new to the 450 class. Mm-hmm. Like Nuf alluded to, that was an unbelievably man's track. He's like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a big bike, a big, you know, long motos. Not to pump his tires or anything like that, because if he's not in shape, that's definitely a yeah, a faux pas. But for Tanner, I, I just I mean, we know Tanner well. I the mental game with him is a big thing. Yeah. And I think this uh, this incident, this accident that took place he's just i don't think he's mentally there where he needs to be and this is an outsider looking at it new if you would know more maybe you've talked to him i just think he's not mentally ready to be the guy that he needs to be right now coming off injury not enough prep the bike stuff the new team new people chad leaving a little bit of dramatics under there with that i could just it's all kind of compiling and it's not it's not getting buried outside of the of the race results yet and i mean the sixth does have a nice little silver lining but yeah this weekend right here this weekend coming it needs to be five five or better it has yeah. to be it has so, yeah. to be yeah yeah and now uh, that's my that's my take cool um all right thanks once again to ktm canada husqvarna canada gas gas canada we really appreciate uh your support out here for canadian more cross unfiltered race tech charlie johnson racing suspension out of alberta hit us up if you can't find him at cgr suspension on instagram Bristol Coachworks, thanks to Bannon and the crew over there. And, of course, the callousmoto.com. Ken will be wearing his jersey all weekend long at yep. Calgary this coming. Yeah, and he'll be definitely willing to sign autographs, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll maybe put a little teaser. We could be doing a one-off live slash podcast this weekend at the Blackfoot Inn. Um, I don't know what if we can pull it together, boys. But I think it could be a fun idea on Saturday evening. Um, for something fun to do, just telling stories. Me and Noof can host with Kenny there, and yep. then talking Amen. to some riders. We'll maybe line up some stuff and have some fun with it. Could be a could be a bit of a hoot. It won't be live, uh, live, but it'll be uh, no, yeah, no. we'll all be together. So that's yeah, that's good. Live to tape, yeah, live to right. tape. There you go. <laughs> um, well, there you have it, Noof. Would you end up overall fourth overall in Vet Master? No, because I went thirteen five four. Oh yeah, the thirteen, right? Oh, you did one lap and you had to run the fucking tight class. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, someone can't wave the fucking green and checkered flag for tight no, kids. So hold on here. So they could have, but you know when you're having one of those days where I, I felt like okay, crazy. so you didn't want to ride. I felt and I'm crazy. Okay, hold I've, on. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I sorry, felt crazy sorry. busy. Um, it was hot. Staff was running around. Everybody was busy. My kid was riding. I wanted to ride the vet. The timing of the vet master moto didn't work out with the way that it was. Um, I get out there. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to have enough time. I just said, fuck it. Like that was basically it. I'm like, what am I doing? This isn't like, 
me getting a, a, a another sixth or a fifth in the vet master moto at 39 years old wasn't going to change my life. Um, <laughs> but I did. I will say I did. I did really enjoy riding the last two motos. I liked the track. It was much better. The timing of the motos was better for me. It didn't conflict with anything that I had going on. It was. I enjoyed the last two motos. So yeah, I didn't ride the first moto. All right. Well, that is not what the text message said. But I, well, no, but I did have to run the tight race. Everybody was busy. Like everybody was doing stuff. Yeah, but the tight race wasn't going to happen while you were on the main track. So you could have done it right at the checkered flag. I could have, but they would have been sitting over there in the heat. I told them to be there at 1230. The moto would have went to like 1245, 1250. They were long motos this week. I know this. Yes. (laughs) All right, boys. Another good one. Load it up, Kenny. Let's get it out to the world. All right, boys. Cheers. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Later. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.